हेलो एंड वेलकम टू द फोर्थ एपिसोड ऑफ रेज ट्रांसफर्स अ फैंटीसी प्रीमियर लीग पॉडकास्ट माय नेम इज हर्ष एंड आई एम हियर विद माय कोहोस्ट लवेश हाउ इज इट गोइंग लवेश गोइंग गुड हर्ष गोइंग गुड आई थिंक अनदर हाई स्कोरिंग वीक फॉर द एफपीएल फ्रेटर्निटी आई मीन फॉर मोस्ट ऑफ देम एट लीस्ट Absolutely I think I think everyone is doing good at the moment and everyone is happy even the uh, Twitter community or the WhatsApp groups which uh, we are part of everyone is kind of scoring good points and and uh, if I see the positive side of this it means that everyone has done some research about selecting their players in in their FPL teams and uh, fortunately that has worked really well in my opinion this is the game week where where kind of everyone or most of the people have two tra- free transfers and there is a lot of debates and discussion over captaincy selection so i'm really excited for this game week's fixtures yeah i think people have given a lot of thought into their initial teams and that is showing uh, in the scores and the positive start also uh, since you mentioned right the whatsapp groups that we are part of or, or even on twitter we are not seeing many wild cards yet i mean i'm not i haven't heard uh, you know too many people talking about wild cards still so i think yeah i think people will have one or two free transfers with them for this game week yeah absolutely and before we jump into the game week 2 what happened or game week 3 what are our expectation with every game uh, i want to share out one particular fact about the home and away impact in game week 1 out of 10 games there were seven home wins and three away wins the three away wins were liverpool brighton and west ham where uh, liverpool dominated norwich brighton got a 2-1 victory over burnley who were lacking attack and uh, west ham uh, won over newcastle where uh, they got a controversial penalty and then uh, newcastle were chasing uh, to to get a goal in game week 2 there were five home wins two away and three draw now talking about the two away win one was chelsea versus arsenal where uh, i'm assuming that arsenal is playing without attack and in a way it looks like arsenal b team and spurs got a sneaky 1-0 win over wolverhampton who who kind of were unlucky in in scoring a goal particularly adama traore who missed many opportunities this kind of shows that the home teams have that favor uh, with the fans backing backing them what do you think about this yeah and i think especially in terms of uh, getting an away clean sheet harsh i think it it is going to be difficult and uh, it will be wise going forward to have to start looking for rotational pairs i think for defenders at least so that you can rotate to have home fixtures so yeah uh, just to add on the clean sheet part i think nine home teams uh, achieved clean sheets and there were four away teams who achieved clean sheets in in the 20 games which has happened so far talking about the four away i think one was magical alison save against norwich which gave them that clean sheet the second one was hugo loris's uh, brave efforts of keeping uh, wolverhampton uh, silent and then the other other two were one was chelsea arsenal and uh, the fourth one is brentford versus crystal palace and let's just agree that Brentford is the best defensive team right now. <laughs> yeah, uh Brentford is uh, yet to concede so far. But I think uh, their uh, I believe I mean their luck will run out this week. 
Absolutely. And and uh, just to add on that, I'm observing that in this cup game, we kind of played 4-3-3 where uh, Visa got his first start. He scored a goal as well. And uh, since we have already achieved four points out of first two games, I'm expecting Frank to go 4-3-3 in the next game against Aston Villa. And uh, there we kind of see the attacking side of Brentford. And uh, if you have Ivan Tony, then then that this game can be one of that game where you might expect a goal or assist from him. So yeah, interesting you mention uh, Ivan Tony. I mean, he is among the most sold assets right now. He's already at minus 76 on FPL statistics. So I think the price drop can be expected, I think, tonight. So that is one website which, you know, people can refer if they want to track price rises or price falls, FPL statistics. Yeah, that's true. And I don't blame the managers who are moving away from Tony as Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Antonio are performing really well. And Tony is playing for a defensive unit in Brentford. Everyone expected Brentford to be in the attacking side of the things, but that's not the case. And uh, that's why Tony is not getting that many chances. And that's why he is not getting FPL returns. Anyway, jumping on to the Game Week 3 fixtures. First, we have Manchester City versus Arsenal. So, Lavesh, after yesterday's 6-0 win, are you expecting a similar result on Saturday? Yeah, I think yesterday's game uh, will boost some confidence, uh, I think, in Arsenal lads. And Aubameyang uh, looked pretty sharp yesterday. But uh, looks tough. I mean, away to City in in the i mean arteta's teams usually they have started defending well or they have defended well against the you know the traditional uh, top 5 but i i don't see arsenal getting anything from this game looks yeah tough. but just to mention there i think pep respects arteta and uh, will choose to kind of spare him uh, i have seen 1-0 uh, 2-0 win uh, against the Arteta side. So yeah, I think I'm expecting a 1-0, 2-0 win for Manchester City. For Aubameyang, I think after the Kane uh, saga which has ended badly for all the parties, Aubameyang is kind of auditioning for Manchester City. So it will be wait and watch. I won't be surprised if Arsenal can sneak in a goal and Aubameyang in particular. Okay. Looking at the next picture, Aston Villa, Brentford, I, you know, I see a routine victory here for Villa. I think uh, Brentford uh, will lose. Uh, they may score one, but I don't see them winning this game or even drawing. I think it is 2-1 to Villa, uh, mostly. Yeah, so just to add there on Aston Villa side, I think they scored four goals in four shots on target. They do look sharp and... I. I know that people are talking about that Aston Villa is not that attacking and 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 uh, they are not uh, kind of producing uh, the the kind of attack everyone was expecting. But hey, they are getting points at the end of the day, and uh, I'm expecting that the home boost is so high that uh, Aston Villa will get a victory. And the other thing which I have observed is that Brentford has not considered a goal yet, so. Based on the championship experience which I have with Brentford, every time when we concede a goal, we'll go for equalizer and we'll go for all-out attack. So that will be another factor which I'm curious to see if we are 1-0 behind, let's say, after 15-20 minutes uh, in, into the game, then we might see a pivot in, in our formation and we might go for attack which can lead to more goals to Aston Villa. So yeah, uh, kind of really excited for this game. We can talk about the Brighton-Everton next. What's your thinking about uh, 
Dominic Calvert-Lewin and uh, the Brighton lads. Yeah, I think Brighton is playing some scintillating football again. They are keeping, uh, you know, upward of 60%, 65% possession. And at home again, I do see them, you know, going for the win. And Everton, uh, they have their own, you know, number of defensive errors. So I think this could, you know, turn out to be in favour of Brighton, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about the position thing, uh, which we did discuss uh, last pod as well, that Brighton kind of tends to keep more than 60% of ball position and Everton is playing on counter-attack. Like on the first two games, they were having around 35-40% to position and uh, both the teams like this way of playing the game. I'm expecting goal from both both the end and just to mention that Dominic Calvert-Lewin has scored in both the fixtures, home and away last season against Brighton. So that will be something to consider. And if you are frustrated with Ivan Tony, then and if you have money in the bank, you can just opt for Dominic Calvert-Lewin as there are high probability of him scoring a goal this season, this game. Correct, yeah. I think he underperformed in the last game. He could have easily had 2-3 uh, against Leeds. That's true. Uh, I think the the next fixture is Newcastle versus Southampton. And I'm really frustrated with Steve Bruce and, and his defensive side. But this is not about this season. I think that this happens every season where you expect something attacking from Newcastle because the likes of uh, uh, players they have in Almiron and St. Maximin and now they have Willock and Wilson as well. So, so this is the case. But again... It will be interesting to see how Newcastle and Southampton uh, plays. What's your uh, thinking on this game? Yeah, I think uh, I'm feeling the same way. I think Newcastle showed a lot of promise in the first game. Then the second game was a big disappointment. And uh, Southampton has the momentum. I think they did well against United. They looked sharp uh, at the back also. Still, I think Sauton has the momentum. And this could turn out to be an entertaining fixture, uh, this game week. I think both would want to get three points out of this game. I think we can see some goals here. So, so what's your prediction? I, I'm, I'm going for uh, outrageous 2-2 in this. Yeah. See, I was, uh, at the start of this week, I was kind of thinking about uh, a risky move of Ivan Tony and uh, the 4.5 order gives white to Wilson and Willock, a double transfer. But but then uh, after seeing yesterday's game against Burnley, my bubble has burst and uh, I'm not touching the Newcastle asset at the moment. This is what typical Newcastle is. Moving on to the next fixture, Norwich versus Leicester. Norwich did score six past Burnmouth in the midweek Carabao Cup game. And I think this is the best way to control your anger management. They, they kind of lost 3-0 and final against City and Liverpool. And after this morale boost, I think they are prepared against, again to get battered by, by Leicester City. What do you think about this game? Yeah, I think uh, this could be interesting. I think Leicester would want to bounce back uh, pretty quickly. But I don't think this will be uh, that easy of a fixture for them. I think Norwich uh, may get something out of this game. I, you know, I'm backing for a draw here. I think they can get something out of this game. The other thing I want to mention is that this game could be Ihanacho's return and uh, he can come back because he was in such a good form last season and I'm I'm still not sure 
what were the particular reason that Ayozi Perez was getting chance ahead of him uh, at the start of the season? It was really fortunate from Ianacho's end that Perez got red carded and there might be a formation shift if Roger thinks from his brain and not from his feet. Yeah, I, yeah the biggest issue has been uh, the formation. I think since they lost out uh, their defenders, also Castania is not fit. So I think if they if they come back to a wing back formation, then I think Ianacho is pretty much nailed in the in the team. Do you, do you think I can pull a risky transfer in Ianacho? How confident are you? Do you think he can score a goal or two? Is it worth? Yeah, I think uh, he can immediately return. I think for this game week, he looks like a good shout. You can go for him. But then the question is, what's your plan for the next two games? Do you play him against City or do you bench him? And then next fixture is against. Uh, Brighton away, even that won't be easy. So, yeah, I think, I'm not sure. I think if you wait one game week, probably you have option to go for Bamford or even uh, Jimenez. So, I think I'm not too sure yet on, on Nacho. I think it's for the strong-hearted. Yeah, that's true. I think uh, there are two sides of things. One is that people might think that why everyone is doing really good, why everyone is having more than 180 points, 200 odd points. Let me do something different and something out of the blue so that I can beat them. But the other side of uh, the aspect is that what if your risk doesn't perform well and you are losing out on the potential uh, price rises and that sort of stuff because right now you don't care about the price rises and the price drop which is happening. But after Christmas and the second part of the season starts, this this price rise will come in handy. And then during that time, you will be able to fit in maybe Bruno, Salah, Lukaku, Trent Alexander-Arnold and so on in one team. Who knows? So, so it is important to see from a long-term perspective rather than a short-term boost. And uh, it is better, in my opinion, to go with the flow right now if you are already having the advantage of 170 odd points. Correct. And I think on similar point, uh, it's great time to actually build your team value. So I don't blame people who are going for early transfers, right? Again, if you feel a player's price is going to rise and it may rise, you know, even twice or thrice in one week, I think get that player. I think if there are bandwagons, it's best to, you know, hop onto them early. Talking about bandwagons, I think the next game is West Ham versus Crystal Palace and the Monday night football which bring uh, joy to Antonio and Benrama owners. People kind of uh, having that fear of missing out and they have started uh, opting for these bandwagons. I'm expecting that Crystal Palace is struggling to score a goal. They are kind of trying to keep that uh, defensive shape but because the players are new, they are not kind of gelled up yet. So I'm expecting a typical West Ham 2-0, 3-0 victory and Ben Rama and Antonio can be in the thick of things. Just to stretch out the point of uh, West Ham getting the momentum, I think there were luck involved. But the other side of thing is now they have capitalized on that, on that momentum. In the first game, it was that Murphy and uh, Fornals uh, controversial penalty where kind of uh, that gave them the momentum and they scored past Newcastle four goals. And the, the second game week, it was Ayozi Perez's red card. And that gave them the momentum and they scored 3-4 goals again. So, so this is the momentum they are carrying and Crystal Palace is already struggling. There is no harm in jumping onto this bandwagon. And if you don't own Benrama and Antonio, 
this is the time because the next fixture is also against southampton yeah true and on to the you know big game this week i think liverpool chelsea is the game of the is the game of the weekend i think none of the teams would want to lose this one right both are 6 on 6 so far and with lukaku's introduction i think chelsea is looking it's they're looking pretty solid up front also i think it could be a 0 0 1 kind of game i think it could end up being a draw yeah just to add on that part i think this season manchester city united chelsea liverpool and in fact spurs as well right now i know that spurs will bottle this uh, after 6 7 games down the line but yes right now everyone is kind of thinking to go for the title and the this particular game liverpool chelsea they would like to go for that one point uh, because going for three can also provide a disadvantage and they might lose this game so so what i think is that this can be a key affair where we kind of see a typical nil nil because no one wants to give the advantage to the other team talking about the route to get lukaku in your team i think there are multiple options one is that if you are a mahrez owner and you have let's say another 6.57 million striker then you can kind of do that switch and get lukaku and benrama in the other thing is trent alexander arnold and tony combination you can kind of get rid of ta if you are having that balls of steel i would say and then that can be a route but but yeah it is interesting in early days i am not too keen on getting lukaku yet i can be wrong i could be wrong but yeah it is what it is what do you think are you early into lukaku do you do you feel tempted yeah i think lukaku is already pretty popular he is in almost 20% of the teams now and he is very close to a price hike also you know he could be 11.6 uh, before the deadline so i think people have already started moving towards lukaku and uh, i'm sure there are you know folks uh, kind of getting rid of fernandes you know who is seeing transfers out even even sala for that matter i think they are probably looking at next couple of fixtures and feeling here if we want lukaku this is the best time and i think he could be involved in most uh, chelsea goals with fernandes i think there could be a feeling that if we get uh, you know greenwood in probably we can cover uh, some of the points uh for sala i think it is still a hold uh, for me i think it is still early to you know get rid of sala he's still their main man yeah see one of the reason i like fpl community is that uh, as soon as lukaku scored a goal against arsenal everyone started thinking that bruno is not uh, up to the mark he's not in form and it's a good good strategy to jump to lukaku from bruno but just a reminder that in game week 1 bruno did score a hat trick so so one game week uh, uh, fluctuation here and there doesn't mean anything i will still hold bruno fernandes because what i have observed is that last game marshall was playing up front and greenwood was on the right wing as soon as greenwood started playing as a striker that kind of gave advantage for bruno fernandes as well to get into the box more frequently and if in game week 3 greenwood is stri- starting as a striker then he might drift wide and bruno can get joy and goals as well so it it'll be a wait and watch i'll i'm ex- as i'm excited to to see how liverpool chelsea goes and how wolves versus man united goes jumping on to our next game burnley versus leeds this is a typical derby game 
and one team likes to attack and they are struggling to defend and the other team kind of likes to defend and they are struggling for for attack what do you think about this game lavish correct i think well said arsh i think both are <laughs> struggling in uh, you know one way or the other uh, leeds they have not started their season uh, that well as well as they would have liked to and i think this will be a tough game for them uh, although i would like to see a burnley victory probably a 1-0 tie but it may end up being a draw as well i think 1-1 it could be yeah yeah i think uh, last time because there were no fans leeds won 4-0 against burnley and uh, till that time i think burnley had no kind of motivation to play play that game so so that was another factor which which happened but this season i think fans will be in they'll be expecting burnley to win against leeds at least and and this can be that 1-0 type of thing for burnley but again i'm not sure because it's you can't keep leeds silent for longer and if they decide to go all out attack they will allow you to score four five goals but they will score a goal at least so yeah uh, we'll see how how that pans out jumping on to the next game and uh, i think people are more curious on captaining uh, this game spurs versus watford people are kind of uh, thinking about captaining son and also potentially transferring kin in since he has accepted that uh, i'm staying at spurs it it will be it will be exciting to watch kin in spurs uh, again spurs jersey again what's your f- thinking about spurs watford yeah i think spurs is at home spurs have gotten 6 out of 6 and i think they can you know win another one here uh, although their defense kind of has looked tentative but loris is on form and with kin being back i think they could they can definitely score 2 3 against watford uh, at the same time i think it will be interesting to see uh, if at any point of time in this season we see you know uh, double premium up top you know kane lukaku there was a time when people uh, had lukaku kane uh, even costa giro in previous seasons right so i think it will be interesting to see in the last couple of seasons the template has been big in the midfield but lukaku and kane they they actually have the quality to change that yeah absolutely the other thing is last season bruno fernandes scored 244 points being a midfielder and harry kane scored 242 being a striker so so this this shows the quality of uh, harry kane and and the amount of goals and assists he produces so so yes i agree that since lukaku Uh, came in and uh, and Kane is also kind of dominating the attacking side. We might see a template shift and people might opt for three four three or four three three rather than three five two as as the FPL template. But talking about the Spurs Watford uh, game in particular, I think that first game at uh, Spurs Stadium they played against Manchester City, where City were kind of dominating and. Uh, Spurs were just defending and scored a goal from a counter attack and that was Son's brilliance. So I think this is the game where they will kind of score many goals and make their fans happy at home. I'm expecting around 2-3 goals at minimum from Spurs. And yes, Son captainers or or Kane risk takers might get good FPL returns and that can be differential to get a good rank in in this game week. True, that's true. Now on to the last game. I think we have already touched uh, slightly upon uh, Fernandez and United. Last game is Wolves uh, versus Manchester United. 
I mean, in the last few seasons, this has been a tight affair. I think probably uh, because Nuno was there. But I think this could be a different kind of game this time around. I think Wolves will still want to attack, and we can see few goals here. I think one, two. I think United will probably end up winning the game, but it could be a you know two-one kind of victory. That's a good point. That till now we have only seen Man United versus Wolves when Wolves was. Nuno's wolf. Now, what what has happened is that the new coach is kind of attacking. In the press conference after losing one zero to Spurs, he said that yes, this is our playing style. We are here for attack and and we will continue this throughout the season. But the other other thing which which I would like to mention is that they have only considered one goal despite being this much attacking, because the the base is there. Corner Cody, Roman size, Kilman. Even though they are playing under a new coach, their way of defending is still Nuno style, and that's why I'm not expecting Wolves to allow that many goals to concede. It's just a matter of fact that when Jimenez, Traore, and I think Podens is also back, and uh, the new guy Trincao, when they start clicking in, we will see riots from Wolves. We'll we'll be seeing final six nil from Wolves. And I'm really keen on Wolves' uh, attacking potential and and the FPL assets they have in attack. So this this game will be will be a scouting for me for Wolves' asset and and if if I like a player or two, I'll be jumping onto them from game week four. Yeah, I think there's there's a sea of green pictures coming up for Wolves, right? And it's going to be a big audition. I think well said. Yeah. Uh, so now talking about our FPL teams in general. I think I'm still confused. I have two free transfers available. I have 2.5 million in the bank, so I, I in a way I have lots of power, but at the same time, I'm I'm really struggling to find a right combination to opt for. I'm also worrying too much into what if the transfers I make don't pan out really well. The ideal transfer for me is to go from Gibbs White to Ben Rama, but that looks boring. So I'm still uh, struggling to make my moves, and about the captaincy, I think I'm I'm going for uh, Bruno Fernandez as captain, even though I know that Wolves won't allow that many goals. But I don't have any other option. Salah against Chelsea looks too risky. So, and and that's the only option I have. Yeah, I think captaincy-wise, this game week Spurs assets or even West Ham for that matter, I think they could be a good shout. And as you said, I think if United does score, uh, Fernandez could be involved. I think he still his away record still pretty good on paper, and I think he could still be among points. We had a good uh, discussion, and and this game week it feels like that everyone is talking about multiple players up for captaincy to transfer it in, and and template is kind of shuffling. So it is it is really exciting and. Uh, the nervousness is also kicking in at the same time we'll see how the game week 3 pans out thank you so much lavesh for joining and uh, thanks to all the listeners for tuning in have a good game week 3